This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Flunkies and junkies, happy Independence Day if you're in America. Welcome to this holiday episode of the NWA Saturday Special. Your home for everything current and sometimes classic National Wrestling Alliance. I'm your co-host, the PF, Scott Briscola. Joining me is Big Sexy himself, Vinny <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> the dude with attitude. No, the doctor, Dr. G. George. I think that's the first time we've actually heard it as I'm introducing you. I could have called yeah. you Oz. So I kind of like that. I kind of like it, actually. I, like I could have called little... you Oz. <laughs> the, new in, the new introductory music. The pleasure's Enjoy. all yours, as always. Uh, welcome, everyone, again, to this uh, 4th of July weekend episode of the Saturday Special. That's right. Happy birthday to the greatest country in the world. Thank that you. is true. Flaws and all. No country's perfect, but we do the best we can here. Um, and I think two years ago, I think we did a regular episode last year because NWA was going on. But two years ago, during the pandemic, I believe we did a... Uh, I believe we did a a special episode on the Great American Bash. We so did. go back to go back to our archives at place to be.podbean.com, the PTB Wrestling Network, and see if you can look back and listen to after you listen to this one, of course. Uh go back to the archives and check out our July twenty and actually since obviously that year, the fourth of July was on Saturday, because it was two years ago. Fourth of July this year is on Monday. So uh check out the July fourth, twenty twenty episode of the saturday special uh obviously there was no wrestling so dr g and i uh did a classic episode on the great american bash i'm pretty sure i think uh sean sean kid joined us for that episode maybe callum did too if, I'm, if i remember correctly it's possible anyway check it out go to the archives place to be.podbean.com and uh go to the archives of the saturday special and i'm pr- it's definitely the july 4th 2020 episode where dr g and i went back through the legacy of the Great American Bash. So we're not doing that tonight, though. Because uh, after two lackluster episodes of Power from uh, that uh, Knocks Out show, which honestly, Doctor, the more I think about it, I get that. I mean, I get that that, um, you know, Billy wanted to give us as all access customers, you know, extra programming. But let's be honest. That was a house show. Yes, that was a house show. Like, you know, it had it was a standalone. It had nothing to do with current storylines per se. There was a couple of promos, but for the most part, that was a glorified house show. And 
I'm appreciative that, you know, Billy wanted to give us that extra programming, but be honest with you that both episodes were kind of blah. Definitely, and particularly coming out of a pretty hot uh, pay-per-view, you know? Yeah, I, I expected a little bit more because, you know, sometimes you want to have a nice hot show after the pay-per-view. Mm. You know, that kind of why everybody's so pumped up. Right. Exactly. And it kind of was like flat. But this week's episode, which was just a regular episode of Power, uh, was actually very good and definitely, uh, definitely fired things up for. It did. Uh, it was good. I wouldn't say very good, but it was good. So let's let's go right to it. Let's hop right in. We're not going to re- recap, of course. We we did because last week we we did an extra day because of some technical issues. Uh, we already recapped last this past Saturday's NWA USA episode. Of course, there'll be a, if you're listening to this on Saturday morning, uh, a new episode of NWA USA will drop on YouTube probably in the next couple hours. Um, so check that out, and we'll talk about it next week. But this is from this past Tuesday from Knoxville. So they haven't even gotten to the Nashville tapings yet. They must have done an extra episode or two um, in uh, Knoxville because the the, the two days after. They were supposed to be in Nashville back at the, uh, uh, you know, the the venue where Impact tapes. So I don't know. Any event, uh, thank you, as always, to my good friend, Josh Lopez, for helping me with my notes. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh Lopez Media. Here's our commentary team, of course. Joe Galley. It's it's time. It's time. It's Velvet Time. Velvet Sky and Tim Storm. And right out of the gate, we, st- we do start off hot, though, Doctor. We do start off hot because Kyle Davis is in the ring with the former former NWA world's heavyweight champion, Matt Cardona, complete in his always ready sling. Of course, he is still uh, recovering from his torn, the surgery from his torn bicep. And he uh, 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 grabbed the mic out of of Kyle Davis's hand, uh, flipped the script, and he was the interviewer. And he pretty much, what he said pretty much was, no one pinned me. And no one made me submit two weeks ago at Always Ready. Nobody did. So uh, I am the world's heavyweight champion. And he says to Trevor Murdoch, you know, keep my championship warm, show it off to the family, bring it to the barbecues, eat some cheeseburgers off it, because when I come back, the title will be mine because I never lost it. So. I guess the storyline we're rolling with, Doctor, is that uh, Matt Cardona is going to stick around. And he is going to want uh, the title from Trevor Murdoch that he, in his words, never lost. Uh, I still think it would be cool if he walked around with his own belt like Shawn Michaels did in 1993, uh, 94, leading up to the match with Razor at WrestleMania 10. I think that would be pretty cool. But but, uh, what are your thoughts on, on going this route? And having Matt Cardona stick around and remind everyone that he uh, he was never pinned. Well, first off, you know where he go get a belt if he wants to carry one around. We'll tell you where in just a moment. Okay. But um, I definitely I, I agree with you. I, I would have been it would be nice for him to actually walk out with the championship belt, say I'm the real champion. You know, this is the paper champion. He never beat me. Now, they may do that maybe when he's closer to coming back because then he can actually then they can actually 
prepare for a match, but I think it's what four or five months, I think, of healing. So I think you come out there, you kind of talk about it. You maybe you'll see him occasionally here and there, and then as he gets closer to coming back, then then they'll pump up that rivalry. Yep. If yep. Murdoch's still the champ by then. That is true. See, that's the interesting thing. Is Trevor Murdoch going to hold the belt all the way to the last weekend of August when we uh, converge on St. Louis once again? And we'll talk a little bit about uh, NWA 74 a little bit later. Um, so uh, that that's the interesting thing. Is the plan between now and then to have him as champion? I guarantee you we're going to have another one of those uh, those Viking Hall or those Viking Room shows, you know, the one in uh, Oak Grove. Kentucky at uh, Crimson's promotion. I guarantee you between now and then, maybe like the last week of July or the first week of August, I think we'll have one of those tried and true shows. I call that my NWA equivalent of Saturday night's main event. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I have a feeling we may have one of those between now and and the last weekend in August when we head to St. Louis for for NWA 74. They did not mention uh, a women's pay-per-view yet. We'll get to the NWA 74 tickets thing in a minute because I do a promo on it. But great promo here from Matt Cardona. He's fired up talking about the uh, family, about VSK and Mike Knox. And his wife, Chelsea Green, is actually in our first match. So she's, so they're all still around, which I think is fine. I think you need some. They're bringing, I mean, let's be honest, Doctor. They're bringing some, some big-time heel heat, which I think the company needed. So I'm fine they're sticking around. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, uh it's going to be interesting to see. That's the thing I feel like over the next whatever, how many weeks, four or five weeks, we got to see where they're going with with everyone now to to start creating a card. Because it seems like right now there's no, like even with Cardona out, there's no clear-cut like rivalry right now. That is true. I mean, you have multiple. You have Dick Aldis. You have... Samuel Shaw, everybody that was in that match, pretty much at always ready. You know, you have uh, obviously Matt Cardona, who, even though he's hurt, he's definitely the contender. He's the for champion. He's probably owed a title shot. Obviously, Tom Latimer. So very interesting. It's very wide open, which I don't mind. But I feel this is where Billy's booking may get a little lazy because he doesn't have to have any kind of direct route. So I would like to see him have some kind of a wonky, uh, you know, be really cool. If they do some kind of a multi-person match at, at NWA 74 and Matt Cardona becomes like a mystery opponent, a mystery uh, contender and wins the title back. That'd be pretty cool. Anyway, I don't think he's going to be ready by then, though. No, we say that. Never say never. Think about it. Let's go back to October of 2007 when John Cena popped his uh, pec muscle and everyone thought he was out a year and Three months later, he's at the 2008 Royal Rumble at the Garden. So, depends how carny Billy Corgan wants to be, in my opinion. But, anyway. Let's, uh, we do a commercial, of course, for uh, NWA All Access. And then our first match, a women's match, uh, it is Chelsea Green and Max the Impaler, the crazy one that attacked uh, Camille at, at Always Ready, taking on the team of Genocide, my girl, and Miss Kate. Uh, this wasn't a bad match. Uh, Max the Impaler is interesting. Max is yeah. a 
Max attacked um, Camille at the pay- at the pay-per-view after Camille beat uh, Kylan King. But now you have Genocide still floating around. And Genocide and Max the Impaler are pretty much of the same size, except, you know. So that's very interesting. This was a decent women's match. Um, Kate kicks Impaler in the face. And then Max throws Kate off the top turnbuckle. And then Max connects with Welcome to the Wasteland to pick up the win. So uh, Genocide does not eat the pin. But Chelsea Green and Max the Impaler get the victory. Uh, no disrespect to Max. I like the character. Uh, but don't we already have... Now we're getting to the point where... We, I think we may need to pump the brakes on the amount of challengers in this women's division. You had Max attack Camille. But you still got Genocide. But you still got Kylan King. Uh, Melina's always floating around. You got the possibility of... Of... Uh, Mickey James. Uh... Now, I, I would never say that the women's division is overloaded, but do we maybe start doing some secondary feuds? And they got Natalia Markova. Like, maybe it's time that the women's division not just focus on everybody going after Camille and we have some secondary feuds. Listen, we have new women's tag team champions, pretty empowered. Maybe there should be a, a little scenario where some of these, all these uh, women's wrestlers kind of get together and make some tag teams and go after them too. But Or do you create a... Uh like a women's TV belt or something like that. Oh, kind of like, uh, kind of like, uh, what, uh, Jade Cargill has in AEW, whatever that is, the fucking, which, which network does she have? The true TV ridiculousness belt or whatever the hell it's called. I think she's the TBS champion. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, maybe depends how many women stick around too. That, that's a big deal too. So anyway, Max, the impaler and Chelsea green get the victory. Now, you mentioned earlier, Dr. G, about uh, Matt Cardona carrying around a world title, kind of a mock world title. Mm -hmm. If you wanted your own NWA World's Heavyweight Championship belt, where could one go? You can go. No, you really. Do you know where to go? I don't think you know. Do I have to tell you? I am a a little drunk, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You go on the World Wide Web. <gasps> World Wide Web. So you go www.fandubelts.com <gasps> backslash NWA. Wow. And you know, if you want to get on their like mailing list uh, and get, you know, when, when they have sales and stuff, just put in your electronic mail address. <laughs> And you could get updates from fandubelts.com via electronic mail. Pretty good, huh? Very good. Pretty, good. Pretty good, that internet. Then they did a promo right before we get to the next interview. Uh, they did a promo for NWA 74, which is this pretty slick. It's kind of like a silvery uh, number. I like the logo. And, of course, it's taking place back at the Chase in St. Louis on uh, Saturday, August 27th, and Sunday, August 28th. Boring. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, Hopefully next year, I mean, Doctor, NWA 75, the 75th anniversary, they've got to do it in Charlotte. They've got to do it in Charlotte or Greensboro, Baltimore, or somewhere where you and I could drive. I'm kind of getting bored of this uh, uh, Tennessee crowd too they're kind of boring myself uh, yeah yeah i agree 
I've had enough of uh, the fucking orange Santa Claus or whatever that goofball is in the front row. Should just clothesline him over the railing. What do you think? Yeah, why don't you uh, take it? I'll take care of it. The PF. Um, so they did a they did a, a a spot for the and it's the tickets are on sale at nwatix.com and I went and checked. They don't have any combos yet, but you could get tickets for night one and night two. Now they haven't announced yet whether night one is going to be the you know Empower Women's Pay Per View or if they're just doing two nights of NWA seventy four, which would be kind of cool too, I guess. Either way. The uh, the tickets range between thirty five and ninety bucks per night. Okay, not bad. What do you think? Not bad. No, I mean uh, you can tell the prices are going up a little bit, but with every all of the costs going up, it's not shocking today. Um. Yeah, I. Uh... I'm not a fan of St. Louis either. I just didn't like the way that the crowd sounded on the power tapings after. But, yeah, Billy's going to do what Billy's going to do. He probably gets a good deal. And right now, Billy needs good deals. So, uh, Rodney Mack interviews May Val- or May Valentine interviews Rodney Mack, thugging and bugging, talking about maintaining focus. And uh, he's found someone who's been helping him maintain focus. And that person will be coming to the NWA soon. I wonder who that is. Our second match is a triple threat juniors match. Sal the Pal, Sal Renaro, Gustavo Aguilar, and uh, PJ Hawks, the son. A decent little triple threat. Most of it, uh, unfortunately, was all of Sal Renaro's kind of crazy histrionics because uh, the Sinister Minister did not come out with him, and it was just very weird. Uh, In the end, uh, uh, PJ Hawks won. Sal tapped out to to the Hawks clutch, so... Kids on a roll after losing a, a gut punch match to uh, to uh, homicide at the pay per view. Uh, you know, we were talking about Colby Carino, but I don't know, Doctor G. Maybe PJ Hawks is a guy Billy likes. You know, I don't know. What do you think? I I mean, I'm definitely definitely starting to see him get. They're concentrating on him a little bit more, which they never really done before. Um. I mean, what do you feel? I mean, do you feel like the? Do you feel like he's being elevated a little bit? I do. I do. Um, but where is it going? That's the thing. Well, the, right now, see, I feel like the I feel like the way that Billy handles some of these title feuds is that he just kind of lets them lean out a little bit. You know, maybe the contender loses a, a tough, tough pay per view match and then kind of rebuilds himself back up. I feel like he's do they're doing that with him. I feel like they tried to do that with Scion after he lost the TV t- that TV title match last year to to, to Tyrus, but now he's just with them. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, Jesus, we've watched Colby Carino now lose twice, twice on TV in a, like a three week stretch to Homicide. He lost at the <clears throat> at the uh, the um, Power Trip. Two, and then he lost a homicide at uh, Always Ready. So I don't know. Colby Carino's already bailed out twice. Um, maybe they're looking for somebody else. Maybe they want a baby face, baby face. Because Billy doesn't really care about faces and heels, you know. I thought he was going to be the next champion, whether it be television champion or, um, you know, I know, like, I know, or junior heavyweight. I'm sorry. Yeah, very weird. 
But any event, he did win this triple threat match over uh, Sal Renaro and Gustavo Aguila. Next match. This was uh, this was not good. <laughs> this was kind of an ugly mess. Rodney Mack uh, taking on Anthony Andrews, part of that hillbilly crew or whatever. Uh, this match was not great. Rodney Mack wins. He uh, puts on the grounding Cobra clutch, which was probably the highlight of the match was that finisher. Uh, match was a little sloppy. Um, I like Rodney Mack, but I don't know why he suddenly joined the roster. Like, he came out of nowhere. He was helping his wife jazz backstage, you know, with booking and, and creative well, and stuff. And all of a sudden, he's well, on the roster. What's the deal with Aaron Stevens? That was another weird. Oh, yeah. Aaron Stevens comes out as kind of like his manager. I was, and then he was like looking weird and he had his eyeshadow on and he was dressed in street clothes. I have no idea. His manager's license. That's right. They made a big deal of that. I love Velvet Sky. Do you think they have, do you think they have his manager's license? What does he have a manager? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm getting news in the back. The news is he has his manager's license. (laughs) That was like so terrible. It's like so terrible dramatization there. I was like, wait, wait, I'm hearing from the back. He has his manager's license. (laughs) It's like so. It's like ridiculous. Vince anyway. Uh, so bad. Now, if you and I were in the stage, you'd be like, I have some news. Matt Cardona is walking around naked with his sling on his dong. And Aaron Stevens has his manager's license. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So anyway, so Rodney Mack gets the win in a very substandard match over uh, Anthony Andrews. Our main event, though, was a banger, although I wish it was a little longer. A rematch from Always Ready for the World Tag Team Championships. Your champions, the Commonwealth Connection, Doug Williams and Harry Smith, taking on the former champions, uh, La Rebellion, in a Lucha Rules match. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be sexy. And it was good. Uh, I wish the match went on longer. I think they. I wish they'd have skipped the, the, the Brody Mac match and had these two go, like, another maybe six or seven minutes, maybe a 16, 17 minute match because I would have preferred that. I feel like these, these two teams were kind of cut off at the knees. They only went nine minutes, uh, in the climax. Uh, let's see. Smith kicks Bestia in the gut and then headbutts him, stomps on the midsection, then a falling headbutt, body slams Bestia. Then Smith flexes his muscles. Smith applies a front face lock. He tags in Dougie. Dougie kicks Bestia in the ribs. Williams with a snap vertical suplex for two. Dougie applies the crossface. Mecha Wolf kicks him in the back. Williams slams Bestia's head on the right boot of Smith. Williams and Bestia are trading back and forth shots. Then Dougie applies the cravate, the cravat. Uh, Williams tags in Smith. Smith kicks Bestia in the gut. Smith with the delayed vertical suplex. You know how his old man used to do it for two. Smith tags in Dougie. Double Irish whip. Bestia shoves Dougie into Smith. Bestia with a spinning back kick. Assisted head scissors take over to Smith. Then a double Irish whip to Dougie. La Rebellion delivers their combination offense. But then Williams denies the total rebellion. Bestia denies the chaos theory. A double super kick to Williams. And then Wolf lands the suicide dive. But Smith connects with the running power slum to pick up the win. It was a really fun last few minutes. And I feel like this match should have been longer because it was that good. I would have dumped the Rodney Mack match and just had this match go like 16 minutes. Because these two teams teams deserve it because they're so fucking good. But the Commonwealth... Weird to see La Rebellion actually just take the clean pin easy, you know, like not easy, right. but right. Uh, you know, they they seem so dominant for so long, and uh, yeah. But th- but I think I think this was good. I think you could still build up La Rebellion. You know, they're they're 
they're they're a great team. I think this helps. Uh, I think it helps, you know, especially like Harry Smith. That guy's been toiling around for how long with so much uh, potential. Right. I agree. I agree. And uh, yeah, big deal. And uh, I think I hope they stick around. They may not, though. They may head back to AAA and we get we may get some new tag teams in the mix. But but they put the Commonwealth Connection over in a fantastic match. Great way to end the show. And with that, we are out. So uh, uh, there you go. There was uh, this week's episode of Power. Definitely made up for some of the crap we watched over the last few weeks. Yeah, those last two, the, the, that that was just a glorified house show that they cut in half to give us a couple extra weeks of TV. It really meant nothing. This was really, this should have been the uh, the uh, show that came out of the pay-per-view. What I would have done is I would have done that knocks out and done it on Saturday instead of NWA USA. I'd have, that, that would have been fine. I would have done this power right out of the gate two weeks ago is what I would have done. Uh, good show. Great episode. Uh, we have some storyline advancement. Matt Cardona will be lingering as the uh, world's heavyweight cha- uh, former world's heavyweight champion and see what uh, Trevor Murdoch and the rest of the contenders do from here on out. Uh, the Commonwealth Connection proved themselves to be a very formidable and uh, uh, exceptional world's tag team championship team. We had a nice uh, women's tag match with the heels. Max the Impaler and Chelsea Green getting the win. And then Rodney Mack won a very substandard match that if it got cut, I'd have been perfectly fine with. Um, so we talked about the creative. I'm a little op- more. Op- you told me to stay optimistic and be open minded. And I am. I actually enjoyed the show this week. Uh, they did advance a lot of stuff. They kind of gave us an idea of what the next you know, few weeks may be. I do think they're going to do one of those uh, Oak Grove, Kentucky shows over the next month to kind of bridge us before we get to summer. <laughs> I almost said SummerSlam. Uh, before we get to uh, NWA 74, um, what are your thoughts? I, you know, I think this was a good start because you and I were really ripping last week. I, I think you really, so what do we got about, eh, I guess what do we got about six or seven weeks, I guess. To, to kind of get us to where we need to be with this pay-per-view. Um, obviously, I'm sure they already know what, where they want to go with things because obviously they, they, they've taped a lot of shows already. I mm. just like sometimes where you feel like you're getting somewhere with a, a certain um, storyline, it kind of either falls off or we don't hear about it again. I, I really would love to see – you really need to build up the main titles. You need to have a great NWA – World's Heavyweight Championship match. You need to have a good World Women's Championship match, and then the you know the respective tag team championships for the women's and the men's division. And then, what are they going to do with Tyrus? That's the other thing. Like, uh, yes. him. What is he? What's the magic number now that he's on? Is it? I think he's on six. I think he only needs one more, and he'll hit seven. I think he's on six. I mean, you have to start building there to really say, okay, I want to make sure that I'm there to watch this Mm pay-per-view. Again, there's us that have the plan, so we're going to get it no matter what. But if you're trying to get new fans to the NWA, what are you going to do to attract those fans? I mean, I know a couple of times they brought in, you know, like a big name or they even did it with Bob 
Bully Ray, you know, they try to bring in like either a legend just to kind of, you know, maybe get a few buys. Give yeah. It some, give it some credibility. And I, I think, you know, the NWA has a lot of potential. I mean, there's some guys, like you said, like a Colby Carino, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, La Rebellion, uh, you know, teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know La, La Rebellion is from AAA, but, you know, these are guys that are, are making it, you know, their name here in America in the NWA. Correct. And that's what you want to see. You want to see some of those young stars, uh, you know, break out where the NWA is creating the stars. The thing is, is that when NWA creates them, are they going to leave the NWA to go to greener pastures to make more money in one of the bigger companies? That's that's the thing. But, you know, you got to take that as a, a form of flattery, you know, that that the NWA is doing something right if other companies are looking at these guys. I mean, obviously, a lot of these guys work for other companies as it is. Like Harry Smith, I think, is an MLW. Yes. Yep. And, so and remember, and also a lot of this talent, Chelsea Green and such, are wrestling in Impact. Who, by the way, have a show. They had a show last night. So, obviously, we taped this. Last night, uh, Impact had Against All Odds, which used to be one of their pay-per-views. It was actually an Impact Plus special. So, you can actually watch it. Today, of course... July 2nd, today, of course, is Money in the Bank, which is tonight uh, uh, on Peacock or on the network if you live anywhere but here um, uh, in Vegas at the uh, MGM Grand Garden, former home of Halloween Havoc. Um, so so we got a little, little wrestling on this 4th of July, a little wrestling on this 4th of July weekend. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm confident. I'm feeling good. And. And this was a good show, and we'll see how things look uh, over the next, you know, month before we start getting matches. Yeah, I don't, made. I don't know how I feel about um, Rodney Mack, but I mean, I don't. I think he's just there to fill the roster. I don't think he's going to win like a title or anything. Um, I think he's just there to fill the roster and just have some experience in the ring. I don't think. It, I think that's it. So. I think I still think I still think I have a feeling that that Tyrus I'm telling you Tyrus is going to is going to get his seventh win at some point in the next month. I think we're going to have Tyrus and Trevor for the world title. I think there'll be a number one contenders match with everybody else. And I think there will be a match to determine the vacant TV champion, and I still think we are going to have Mims as the next uh, TV champion. But that's that's my prediction. I think Tyrus is going to win his seventh match. I think he will wrestle Trevor for the world title at the at NWA seventy four. I don't know whether he wins or loses. I mean, that's a <laughs> I'm sure Sean Kittle blows fucking brains out if that's the main event. Uh, <laughs> um, I think uh, I do think that. There will be a number one contenders match with like Aldis, Latimer, and all these guys. And I think there'll be a multi-person match to determine uh, the new television champion. And I think that's where Mims will uh, will win it. But that's just me trying to figure out Mims becoming a champion. So 
that'll do it. Not much left to talk about. We got the pay-per-view this weekend. So maybe you and I will talk a little money in the bank on the back end of the show next week. We'll see. Uh, have a wonderful uh, 4th of July weekend here in America. And have a good weekend wherever you are. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather. You can follow the doctor on Twitter at Dr. G. PTB. And you can follow, please follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. We do polls. I did, an, I did a poll about the Forbidden Door pay-per-view this week. Um, so we do polls. We post the podcasts. Uh, we do have a lot of fun. And, of course, uh, go to the Place to Be uh, page on Facebook. We talk about a lot of stuff there. Of course, our Place to Be Nation group page. Um, we had a good week this week, Doctor. Uh, we had a new episode of With This Ring on Tuesday. Uh, Ryan and Cindy talked uh, Bret Hart. Uh, then Dave and I, uh, with our newest episode of Through the Looking Glass, dropped on Wednesday. And Dave and I, uh, Dr. G, tried to rebook one of your favorite uh, feuds. One of your favorite moments in the history of the Attitude Era, the higher power. Um, oh, man. So we talked about that. So we had a good time. We, we, we tried to rebook it, come up with some good guys that could have been better than Vince is the choice. Or should they have even bothered at all? We came, we, we came up with a, with a booking scenario where they didn't even bother doing that. So uh, check that out. New episode of Through the Looking Glass. We also, of course, had a new episode of Highway to the Impact Zone. The guys, I think, will I've watched Unbreakable 2005. And then you boys yesterday, brand new episode of NWA Crock and Roll, uh, part one of your look at May 1986. And apparently, Doctor, I have to still listen. Apparently, you did a little scorched earth action on my good friend, who's not my good friend, bad, uh, bad hair, bad skin, sloppy house, Mr. Meltzer. I'm looking forward to the pipe bomb. Yeah, that you I had a good time. So check that out, everyone. The newest episode of NWA Crock and Roll, the guys uh, opened up May 1986. Uh, a lot of great stuff coming in the uh, week. Please follow us, uh, placetobe.podbean.com. It's your old reliable, uh, all the great stuff that we do every week. Uh, we work so hard for you. And, of course, check out the other pod, the pod feeds as well, the PTB Pop Experience. We do the Jukebox Song of the Day every day. I've done a few of them now. Uh, of course, the No So and the Jenny Position. So have a great uh, 4th of July weekend for those here in America. But have a good weekend everywhere you are. Keep it good. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. You're not. Happy 4th. Ciao.